Hi, I'm Andrea Sampson. I'm the CEO and founder of Talk Boutique. I'm also uh, a TED trained speakers coach. I have spent the last 10 years working with some of the brightest minds in the world, and I get to have so much fun working on helping them develop talks that create impact with their audiences. Thank you so much for joining me today, Andrea. Thanks so much, Kareem. I'm really, really excited about today. Yeah. So, you know, in the early 2000s, you were still working in what I call agency life. Um, today, you operate a successful business. You help people uh, communicate, speak in front of uh, audiences. How did you end up from there to here? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I spent almost 25 years working as a senior executive in advertising, working for some of the largest agency networks in the world on some of the world's most recognizable brands. And I came to a point where I knew that I was done. Um, I started, you know, when I went into advertising, I really believed that I could create and affect change in the world. I saw this powerful medium and thought, you know, how can I use this so that we can create good in the world? And the reality was I started to realize 20 some odd years in that I was an idealist in a capitalist world. And it was time for me to make a shift. And I didn't know what I was gonna be doing, uh, but I just knew that I wanted to actually have, you know, sort of have more purpose in my career contribute towards something bigger than me. And I had the very good uh, fortune to be uh, volunteered by TEDx Toronto. And uh, if you don't know, all TEDx's are volunteer run, and I didn't know it at the time. And I found this world that I was completely blown away by. I mean, I had watched TED Talks, but I had never been to a TED event. And going to a TED event, in fact, being part of running a TED event was a whole new world. And what I found was that the work that I had done in, in advertising, I was what was called a planner, a strategist. So my job was to um, basically do consumer research, behavioral research, uncover core insights, and build the underpinnings of the advertising that you see in, in the market. Uh, all over the place. And so what I learned when I started working with TED speakers is that this training I had in advertising to create this core idea, this core insight for the advertising that we're doing was the exact training that I needed to be able to help speakers speak uh, in a way that engages their audience. Because what any speaker needs, what any presenter needs is to have a core idea, well articulated, supported through story and delivered with power. And so I started at TEDx Toronto with that and went on to become trained through the then head speaker coach at, uh, at TED Global. Um, and also as part of the team that brought Singularity University to Canada. And through that, I opened Talk Boutique as a way to work with um, speakers who, who sort of fit into the TED world. Think about scientists, academics, technologists, artists, those, those people who have a big story to tell, but who often can't articulate it in a way that you or I would understand because truthfully, they speak a different language. So Talk Boutique was open to help them uh, be able to craft their stories 
and to find places from which to tell those stories. And that was, that's sort of in a nutshell, how I got from advertising to being a speaker's coach. Nice. So you recently wrote an article, Andrea, illustrating the difference between an expert and, and a thought leader. Uh, so I'm wondering, you know, if you could take a minute or two, maybe to explain the differences and is there one that leaders, especially, you know, our audience is comprised of leaders in uh, the digital marketing advertising world. Is there one of these that these leaders should strive to become? So it's a great question. You know, I talk about thought leaders a lot. And in the years since I started Talk Boutique, what I've come to understand is that um, is that there are a lot of people out there who have a big message and they're le they are in fact leaders but what happens is they fall into a couple of different categories they fall into um, what i call change makers those who lead with their heart who are passionate about what they're doing um, and who want to create change in the world and then we have the experts who may want to have the same change in the world that the change makers have but they tend to communicate in such a way that they use facts and data and and logic to communicate and both of those those two groupings or categories if you will of communicators are really important but the challenge with being in either of those groups is that each of them is leaving out a really important part of the communication mindset. And so let me take you, I'm going to take a step back, because I think in order to help the audience understand this, what we need to do is first understand this concept of thought leader. So what is a thought leader? Well, as a leader, first of all, what you are is a professional communicator. It's every time you speak or present, you are auditioning for leadership. So you need to think of yourself in that way. But communication, while a skill, is also a mindset because often we communicate really well or not so well based upon how we believe, what we believe about ourselves and not in how well we're saying it. So if I'm standing in front of an audience and that audience could be an auditorium full of people, it could be a boardroom full of my peers, or it could be my boss because an audience could be any of those things. So when I'm standing in front of that audience, there's really two things that are at play in my mind. One is how much influence do I believe that I have with this audience? And the second is what do I believe my own technical or um, well, technical know-how, I'll call it. It doesn't have to be technical, but think of it as your skill set. What do I believe my skill set level is? So, and if you think of these on an axis with influence being on one side and technical knowledge being on the other, I'm going to fall somewhere in the four quadrants of that because I'm either going to believe that I've got a lot of influence with this audience. And so therefore I'm going to speak really heavily from my heart, from my area of influence. And I'm going to try and, and use that influence to convince them that what I'm saying is the thing they should be either buying or being inspired by. But if I am all the way on the influence side, the challenge is I start to feel like my technical know-how might get in the way of my influence. So I don't use my technical know-how. I tend not to focus on it. The problem with that is for the audience, because it's not about me, it's actually about my audience. 
I start to lose them because they're waiting for me to underpin it with something. I'm leaning heavily into my influence. That's the change maker. If you think of it on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the expert who's leaning heavily into data and facts, who's giving me all the reasons, all the technical know-how, but they don't want to lean into their influence because they believe that when they go into that area of influence, they start to lose credibility. And so they tend to stay on that data and facts. It's the seamless blending of the influence and technical know-how that moves you into that thought leader territory. And the way that you do that and why that's so important is that you know, there's two things. One, you need to have a well-articulated idea. And number two, you need to hold it with story because story is the connection piece that allows us to show our influence and blend our technical knowledge seamlessly. That's really interesting. Now you, we are we're recording this podcast through Zoom, and we've spent the better part of two years communicating, uh, especially in in business meetings and in business pitches through Teams, Zoom, Google Hangouts, and so on. Is there what are the differences and similarities? When it comes to speaking online, you know, to an audience versus in front of a live audience, and maybe are there some are there some tips that we can take away on how to engage more or how to be more engaging online? So, you know, when we're speaking to a camera, like I mean, right now we've all become TV hosts, really right? Um, because we're now on camera all the time. And we don't often think of ourselves in that way. So, um, you know, if I just take a step back and go, okay, so what are some of the things right away that um, we should all be aware of? Now, we have a little, um, uh, a little acronym that we use when we're training people on virtual communications, and it's FLEET. And FLEET stands for um, uh, framing, lighting, eyeline, um, environment and testing. Okay. So framing, first of all, when you're in the little box that we're all looking at, you need to think about how are you framed? Now, some people, you know, we've all seen this. Some people are like tiny and you see this big background because it's just the way their camera is set up and we're seeing only their head. Um, we're not seeing any of their body. Uh, and the problem with that, and the reason why framing is so important, is because we want it to feel like you and I are actually sitting in the same room. And so if my framing is out, is off, what happens is it becomes really difficult for anyone who's in that meeting to engage with me. I feel disconnected from the meeting. So when we frame ourselves, what we want is to be about 50% of the frame. We want to have um, a, you know, a little bit of distance over our head, but not a whole lot, and a little bit of distance to the left and to the right of us. And we should be able to see around. So framing is important. Lighting. Lighting is essential because if you can't see my face, you're not going to trust me. So I, and more importantly, if you can't see my eyes, you're not going to trust me. So making sure that the face is lit and it can be really easy. All you need is a, a lamp in front of you, not behind you. Don't have crazy stuff behind you, but think about it. If you have a lamp behind you, 
you become backlit, the camera focuses on the light and it darkens you. So never have light sources behind you, um, have them in front of you because that's gonna shine on you and it's gonna allow the, the camera to show you. Um, Eyeline, when I'm looking at the camera, you think I'm looking at you. And so we need to, eye contact is fundamental. As humans, we connect through eye contact. So when I'm connecting with that camera, I'm connecting with my audience and it can feel odd because we're used to looking at that person on the screen. But of course that person doesn't know where we are. Now, one way to cheat it and what I like to do, because I do like to look at the person, is I position the person I'm talking to directly under my camera, as close to my camera as possible. So what happens is for me, it, it feels like I'm talking to that person, but for the person I'm talking to, it kind of it almost looks like I'm looking directly at them. And so we're cheating it just a little bit. Um, the environment, what's going on behind you? Um, so when you look behind you, like how busy is it? Do you have, is there a plant positioned right behind your head that looks like it's actually growing out of your head? This happens all the time. We don't think about these things, right? But you need to, I, another one that often happens is uh, an overhead fan where it looks like the person has blades in their head, you know? So you have to be aware of what's around you and make a little bit of a, um, just a, a calm environment around you. And then finally, testing, show up early, test your audio, test your video, make sure it's there. So when you're showing up as the new movie star that you are, be aware of what's happening around you. Um, the final thing I wanna say on this is your voice is more important now than it ever has been. And so how you articulate is really important. Think about your voice as a storytelling tool. Use it, you know? So we have lots of range in our voice. We can, we can talk really, really quickly and then we can slow down and we can talk quietly. And when we do, our audience leans in. And when we talk really loud and animated, our audience gets excited with us. So our voice becomes an engagement tool and use it because so many times these meetings become long mm -hmm. and boring. So use your voice to engage your audience. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. So Andrea, final question I have for you. You, you started off at the beginning. You've been trained as a, as a TED speaker, a speaker coach. Is there anything corporate presenters can learn from the TED approach? Absolutely. You know, every day I am working with corporate um, corporate leaders in teaching them how to how to do presentations as if they were a TED talk. And, you know, like think about the last presentation you were in. I can probably guarantee you there's a part of you that goes, I'm never getting that half an hour of my life back. Right. Because it was boring. When you use storytelling, it is no longer a boring presentation. When you're so open your talk, open your presentation with a story. And the way that you do that is to, first of all, take the time before you open any PowerPoint, any presentation software. So when you, when you find out that you've got a presentation you've got to give next week, I want you to sit down with a pen and paper and I want you to write out what is the one thing you want your audience to take away, the one thing. 
That's going to be your idea. And the way that you're going to do that is by you're going to start off with what's your topic? That's your what? So the topic could be maybe it's just an update meeting. It's a marketing status meeting. Great. So that's your what? Your how? What do you want them to take away? Our team is working incredibly well together and we are killing it on every measure. Great. That's your how. Now, what's your why? so that we're gonna hit our, our goals and we're gonna move, we're gonna actually, not only we're gonna hit our goals, but we're gonna exceed them and we're all gonna get bonuses. Maybe that's your one idea that you want that presentation to take away. Okay, now what I want you to do is take that idea and think about a story that could hold that idea. So if that were your idea that um, today I'm going to give you some of the idea would be um, our, our marketing status update is that the team is killing it. We are working exceptionally well together and we're not only going to hit our goals, we're going to exceed them and everyone's going to get a bonus. Now that would be your idea. So now what you do is you tell a story around it. And maybe the story is from perhaps it's about uh, something that happened in the week that exemplifies that very idea. So you tell this, you open the presentation, you open your status meeting with this story. Let me tell you this story. And you get to the point where something really important happened and there's like an emotional connection in there and you transition to that idea. I tell you this because the team is working incredibly well together. We are killing it on every measure. And the reality is not only are we gonna hit our, targets, but we're going to exceed them and everyone in this room is going to hit their budgets. Now, if you were to start a presentation with that, everyone would be like, yeah, I don't actually even need to know what else happened because, wow, you've just given me everything. But it allows you to now go through all of those data and facts in a way that everyone's really engaged with because you've given them something that's exciting and that's engaging. And that's how you, you do a business meeting like a TED Talk. Andrea, thank you so much for this. Uh, this has been very insightful. There's tons of tips here that, that you've uh, told us about and that we've discussed that I think a lot of people are going to be able to walk away from. Uh, have yourself an amazing 2022. Well, thank you, Kareem. This has been absolutely uh, a joy and a pleasure. Thank you for having me and uh, happy to uh, come back at any point if you would like me to. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Power your advertising. Working with Active International enables you to fund your advertising using your company's own products, assets, or even services. We have over 30 years' experience connecting and bringing value to businesses all over the globe, helping many brands scale up into household names. Want to achieve more from your marketing spend? Contact Active International today.